Welcome to The Christian View, weighing today's hot topics against the Word of God, because God does have a view. Here now, your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons. View. We have such a great audience today. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you at home for listening or for in Radio Land for listening and those who are watching at home. We are the Christian View and we take today's hot topics and weigh them against the Word of God because God does have a view. Amen. Today's hot topic is a very serious, not that all of our topics aren't serious, but this is a really serious um, heart issue that we, we're going to talk about today and it's on the suicide crisis in America, which we are all which we're, we're in right now. Um, the CDC reported last year alone, 40, over 45,000 suicides happened just last year. You know, and I have to think um, that there, it's just a spiritual battle. Every day is a spiritual battle. The enemy is coming in to, to, to seek, to kill, destroy, and to, um, I can't even say it today, has come to kill, steal, and destroy us. Um, and he's doing it by help, making people think that there is no hope, yeah. that there's no hope, there's nothing we can do. Um, but Isaac, I wanted to talk to you for a few minutes. There's an increase, or is there an increase, of suicide among celebrities? We just heard about Kate Spade recently, and then there was the um, famous chef. chef. Is it happening more because of social media? We're just hearing about it, or is it really on the rise? Well, I, I don't think it's on the rise. I think we just know about it more because almost anything that happens now, it immediately comes on your phone. Right. Um, and, and so really it's more that we just have more ways of learning about it. But what really concerns me, and this is a really hard topic, uh, Especially for me, because I'm very, I'm very close to several people actually that have committed suicide. Right. But you know what concerns me not so much that only celebrities, but pastors are committing suicide. Yeah. Literally a week before the taping of this show, and I know by the time this show airs, it'll probably be a few weeks. Right. But a young pastor, you know, probably I don't know, 20 minutes from where I live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know him personally, but I have a friend that goes to that church. And he, uh, he took his life. And, you know, this is a young mm-hmm. pastor of like, 30, he's only 30 years old, was only 30 years old, three kids, a wife. Right, and, and right. He, just, he did this. and it's, it's tough, you know. It's, it's like it's no respecters of persons. It's going to, it's going to affect at least one of us at this table. I mean, at this, at this panel in our family or someone we know. Yeah. I mean, Well, it could, but I'd like to come against that. But the statistics would say otherwise. Right. It says that every 40 seconds, somebody worldwide commits suicide. Mm-hmm. Over a million suicides daily and I think people need to wake up to that fact and become educated about that fact and do spiritual warfare against that fact but mostly it's because it doesn't matter like Anthony Bourdain if you have over a million dollars in net worth or if you are a person without even a home it's it's an inner um, struggle Mm -hmm. and a spiritual battle and we have the word of God to come against that Mm -hmm. and to trust him to turn the situation right. around. There's also, though, a physiological portion to this. Right. I mean, that, and that's the part that I think, right. as a church, we haven't really addressed, right. is that there is something physically different sometimes in, in the brains of, mm-hmm. of uh, mm-hmm. some of these folks, and they potentially could treat it with, uh, with medications, right. mm-hmm. uh, but for some reason, there's such a stigma to it. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to do no that. No one wants to do it. But well, Pastor, I want to ask mm-hmm. Pastor Lee a question. We had um, a a, a viewer sent in a letter, and she said, "Why are we putting a negative association on social, on, on mental illness, and why are we putting it so that people are suppressing themselves so they don't talk about their negative emotions, they don't yeah. talk about 
the anxiety that they're going through. Are we doing this to them as a culture? I mean, that was one of her questions. Which well, that is, has always been an issue when it comes to the, the mental health or mental health diagnoses. People run away from it because of the stigma that's attached that if you get labeled and you're diagnosed that someone's going to think that you're crazy. Mental health you automatically means or denotes that you're crazy, but most people don't understand that stress can be considered a mental health right. disorder. You know, you can be stressed out and you can really be dealing with that's all a part of mental health. And I think everybody in this world has at some point in their life dealt with just being stressed. And when it is left unchecked, as Isaac was saying, these are the things that can lead to suicidal mm-hmm. ideations where people will contemplate taking their life because they feel they have no other option. Right. I think there is a direct correlation between the scripture. Uh, Romans 12 and 2, be ye not conformed to this world, Mm -hmm. but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. I feel that there is such a connection. I've been meditating on that scripture. Mm -hmm. There's some sort of connection, I believe, in our mental health and what we're feeding our mind and our spirit. And if you look at that pastor, you look at even Kate Spade. I told you I was standing in Kate Spade's store when somebody walked up and said she just killed herself a few moments ago. It was devastating. And I was standing there looking at the sign, her neon sign outside of her door that says live colorfully. That's the motto of her life. But you know, she had it all, but did not have Jesus. And so when you're just feeding on the world, you're feeding on celebrities and you're following them on social media and you're just putting all this in your mind, uh, you know, um, secular music, that kind not all secular music is bad, but so much of it has such a devastating. We're a culture of death and you feed on that Mm -hmm. and that's going to have an impact on your mind. I just don't think everything is biological. We're biologically messed up because we're mentally messed up because we had it in our family or whatever. I think we have to be transformed in our mind. And I, you know, I had it in my family. Depression runs deep in my family. I struggled with depression for years, but I have to say that the Lord through his grace (laughs) has helped me through that depression. Yeah. I mean, there's not, there's, I'm going to have bad days, but I'm not under the depression. I'm over yes. it in Jesus yes. Christ. Yes. And I yes. think it is a, a mindset mm-hmm. that you have to take on and you have to put on that mind of Christ every day. Well, you know, uh, Satan is equal opportunity in that sense. You know, you said it as you, as we began, he came to, to kill, to steal, to destroy. And when we take a look at Jesus, now the, the, he is our Lord, our savior, our master. He's our prototype. He's the kind of man that all of us are supposed to be and actually follow. But yet Satan said to him, throw yourself off the pinnacle. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and kill yourself and show and see what God's going to do. And so what happens is that we have to understand that we are living in a world where satanically speaking, there is a dice, a death perspective and he wants to kill everybody. Right. Stay tuned. We'll be right back and talk more about suicide in the Christian view. Welcome back to the Christian view. We're talking about suicide today, um, which is really on all of our hearts. It's, it's, a, it's a really sad, heavy topic. Um, but CDC reported teen suicide has actually increased as well. 70% between 2006 in 2016. Do you think that's because, again, social media is is promoting it more or seeing it more? Do you think there's a... I think that the correlation itself, um, yes, because of things that happen on social media, we're seeing an increase in teen suicide and suicide overall. But I think it goes further than that. What's really happening is we're dealing with a group of people, our young people especially, and even some of our older people, that 
don't have coping mechanisms right. and then also people that really don't have a great sense of self-worth mm -hmm. and what happens on social media now you have live feeds um, you have people that are taking videos of people and oftentimes they're showing people in compromising positions and showing the frailties of people who really aren't strong enough right. to mm -hmm. handle or know how to bounce mm -hmm. back from that and then therefore they do things like take their life because they're not strong enough to say, okay, I can, I can rebound from this, I'm resilient, I can overcome this, but it made me look bad and everybody's laughing at me, everybody's talking about me. So people really are now being put in this, this compromised yeah. position. Right, they don't right. know how I to come out I think social media it. allows it to be continually spread and the more you see it, the more you get of it. And so that's yeah. why we think it's more prevalent. Right. Bullying is obviously a very important um, topic in our society today, so that's a, p a factor in it. It normalizes it. Mm -hmm. But the truth is we have to have our identity in the king of kings right. and not yes. in what people think. And there are no perfect lives, even though Facebook makes it seem like there, there are. And so we have to keep grounded in that. But really, if we do nothing else, once a week, we could post on our Facebook the suicide hotline, right. which is 1-800-273-8255. And I mean, join forces. I'm on the Armed Forces Mission Board. I was for a little while. And they do suicide intervention training. I'm from a small town of 30,000 people. Right. And only 1,600 people show up to support this organization. So if it's a topic we really care about, Get out there and use social media in the positive. In the positive and ways. when you see somebody right. being bullied, say something positive, diffuse it, take their stand, um, and keep those topics on social media as positive as we can. Yeah, I, I think what's happening too, you know, with the whole social media aspect of it, is that you have youth, young people are having to deal with things that they are not mature enough to yes. deal with. Right. Mm -hmm. They're being bombarded mm -hmm. by, again, a death cycle in a right. sense of what they are being provided on social media. You know, we, you know, we, we, we spoke earlier about keeping up with the Joneses, right. you know, whereas, you know, young people may not even understand what those terms mean. But they have to keep up with Facebook. Right. They have to keep up with all these other things that they're seeing and all these uh, adult issues that they weren't meant to handle. And I think it's just taking their lives earlier because they can't deal with it. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, they don't have the coping. Um, we're really being attacked on, on three fronts uh, when, it deals, when it comes to uh, suicide. One of them, of course, like I said, it was physiological. There, there is a chemical imbalance right. in some people. Number two, of course, is spiritual. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you mentioned the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's a spiritual battle. Right. That happens. But then there's also the social... Uh, battle that happens and I don't know if you guys remember that uh, on the first time I, I co-hosted here I talked about the health of the soul yes and I think what's happened is that we're feeding our soul we're, we're, the way we feed our soul is through what we watch and through what we listen to mm -hmm. and there's been such unhealthy food if you will uh, that's being fed to our right. souls that we've got unhealthy souls which means they cannot we cannot make good decisions because right. the, the soul is what controls your thought process and your emotions and so we're we're no longer strong enough to even uh, go to it spiritually because our souls have already taken over they're weak right, and right. and there's just no you know there's no uh there's no right decision making to say hey i, I need to we pray, you know. No, we, we talked about that a, a, a little earlier you're dealing with again back to the word of god god gives us uh, what what we're supposed to have in order to renew our minds according yeah. to that word. And so we have the Holy Spirit, we have the written word of God, and we have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And so basically God has already put in a system to get us back from dysfunction because we all come with a suicide mind. We mm -hmm. all come dysfunctional. We all come. And so when we do that, he puts us, come into this system and flow in it so that it can put you back in rightful place. Right. Now that you've been made righteous, you can also now begin to think and live and, and exude righteousness. But the issue is that 
none of those things really matter to us anymore. We have not shown as leaders that the Holy Spirit is important. We have not shown right. as leaders that the Word of God is important. We have not shown as leaders that the fivefold ministry is important. And so all those things are kind of what also needs to get back into the for- forefront of being right and righteous in what we follow. If not, we're always going to be able to take or receive anybody's opinion. And that is what Facebook is all about. I mean, there are 10 million prophets and pastors on Facebook and all of them got right. their own opinion. But I think that there's 10 million um, but we're still alone. Yeah. Yes. We have ten, sorry, we had ten million friends or a thousand friends on Facebook, but yet we're still alone. I saw and it. We can't we can't share what truth. we're feeling. Yeah. And not 60, just alone, yeah. but in pain. Sixty percent right. of people using social media reported that it has an impacted their self esteem in a negative mm-hmm. way. And one of the things that I have done personally is take it off my phone because I was so tempted. I had it in my hand. I mean, we just, we, it's just right there in your face all day long. And you're saying, oh, look what that person's doing. I should be doing that. Oh, look what they're doing. I should be doing that. Oh, well, why don't I have that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a subliminal right. message that, you know, we don't want to admit. We want to act like it's them that's got the problem. They got the problem. You know, y'all out there got the problem. We're all, We're all but fine. no. We all have that temptation, you mm-hmm. know, and so I, I'm trying to get that into balance right. because I feel like, you know, just like Isaac said, when you're feeding on that mm-hmm. all the time, what everybody else is doing, you're not making room for the Holy Spirit, right. like you said, to speak to us and say, this is what I want you to, to do. speak to us and remind us that a lot of times the people that are viewing our pages and people that are going through our Instagrams or Twitters, they're in pain. Right. Yeah. And this is the pain is the thing that's leading to people committing suicide yeah. because they're in pain. Most people really don't want to kill themselves. Right. But there is such a place, a low place, and in pain, they feel they have no other option. They feel so alone. They, they don't want to share because yeah. our society, again, has made us think yes. you have to be perfect and okay yeah. every day. And that's just a lie from the yes. pit of hell. Yeah. Thank you. We'll be right back with more on The Christian View. Christian View, we've been talking about suicide today. It's a very, very heavy topic. Yes. Um, but you know, Jackie, life sits heavy on all of us some t- one, at one time or another. And we start, to, we, we start to believe those lies that the enemy says, we're alone, we're no good, things are not ever going to get better. This dark place, well, it maybe could just be our home. But those are lies from the enemy. So yes. what can, hope can we give those who are hurting today? You know, there's hope because we have Jesus Christ, but there's more than that. Direct intervention is the number one way. Direct contact, reaching out to somebody. You know, soldiers um, suffer from PTSD and suicide is the number one epidemic in the military. But there's people, teachers, students, neighbors, seniors, singles, just going through a lot of depression and anxiety because you think you're stuck in one situation. So I feel like while, while it might be chemical and other things, there's things that we can do immediately when we see the warning signs. Change your environment. Do something physical to get those endorphins going. Read the Word of God. Put the promises of God on index cards all over your house. Say goodbye to the spirit of death because when you come into agreement, you get more of it. Right. But if you plead the blood of Jesus and come to the agreement with his word, then the devil must flee. So I think that's the beginning of it. But sometimes when you get to that point, you just need to have hope. And when hope right. is lost, you don't know where to go. So I feel like 
like it's incumbent upon us as good citizens, as neighbors, as friends, as family members to reach out, mm -hmm. to recognize, wow, this person's going through a hard time. The problem is people run because they have enough of their own problems. Right. But there might be a time That's where you true. need that helping hand. If it's as simple as buying coffee for the person behind you or as simple as sending a text to somebody you haven't seen a lot on social media right. lately, you know withdrawal is a key sign of depression right. and anxiety. So I think it's incumbent upon the person to do as much as they can in their strength and you eat an elephant one bite at a time. So do one tiny thing that's different, even if it means having coffee at a new coffee shop. Right. Because you change your brain, you change your mind to challenge it to think differently. And then maybe you meet other people and ask the Lord to send people, angels to intervene and give you strength because the Lord right. will. And I think as believers, as we spend time in the Word and ask Him to give us discernment, We'll kind of know, we'll, we'll know when people are hurting. We'll, we'll be able to sense it. Do you agree? Like we'll be able to sense their hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Even if they don't want to express their hurt. You know, yeah. we can go to them and say, are you okay? Yeah, that's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit right. is that we discern and, um, you know, that we reach out. I even said to someone this week who'd been through a very difficult season of depression, and I said, you know, you cannot isolate yourself. Right. And I encouraged him to get in a church, to get somewhere plugged mm -hmm. into a church where you can be surrounded and at least in the atmosphere right. where people are praying, where there's worship, okay. where there's preaching, the words going forth, get in the atmosphere. I know when I went through a season of depression, that's what I had right. to do. I had to submit myself mm -hmm. to a church and get in a Sunday school class, get in the services, get on the doctor block. Right. And the more I walked, I walked out of that depression. Right. Mm -hmm. right. I, I like yeah. how, how Jackie, how you put it too, because sometimes what happens is that we have to also identify what is the need, mm -hmm. you know, because as, as Christians, you know, I can admonish you. I can, I can bring the word to you. I can, you know, get you back into alignment with the Christ and everything that's supposed to make a difference to you. But there are those who don't even know God and we have to be a supply to them wherever they right. may be. As we bring them along to the, the only true answer, mm -hmm. there are answers along the way. And so sometimes we also have to be able to identify with that person and find out what do they need, what's putting them in that arena right. so that we can be an answer to, to that as well as bringing them to the spiritual aspect. Fellowship, community. Right. Yeah. Some people don't know that there's so many resources in the yeah. community. They think there's no hope. That's right. And yeah. sometimes it's just, just changing a thought process, moving out of that situation, putting on your armor of God. Ephesians 6.10 every day is so important. And being Going a supply. Right. You know, sometimes we don't want to be, you know, we want to again pray, but we don't get, want to give that blanket and say, you know, let's well, go ahead and, you know, just go and be warm, but no blanket. A lot of us um, probably want to be there, but sometimes we don't know what to do or even right. what to look really. for. To so one of the things that, you know, just um, in my line of work, suicide is one of the things we really deal with and we mm -hmm. try to prevent it. But um, when you notice someone around you having an unusual mood swing, mm -hmm. withdrawing from family and from friends, doing unusual activity, those are signs giving away important possessions. Um, increase alcohol and drug use, you know, and of course the just withdrawal. Mm -hmm. But all of those things are signs that a lot of times we ignore until it's too late right. and someone does something to hurt themselves. But all those things are signs that opens the door for us. And we may not all be in a place to pray somebody through or pull someone through, but as um, Jackie was giving out the suicide helpline, there is plenty of help in the community right. for people that even though they may not be at a place where they're ready to take it to the level of hurting themselves, but just sometimes to get that mental stability. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we need to start realizing, by the way, as churchgoers, 
that our pastors are not immune from that. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Or we need right. to pray for them. Yeah. But also there's many times that people have come even to me and said, oh, I know somebody who's about to do this. What do I do? So you pray with that person. But we need to think ahead of time. If Just like when we think ahead of time, how are we going to disciple somebody? Mm-hmm. Well, what if somebody has this issue? What would I do? <clears throat> Armedforcesmission.org is a great resource, the suicide helpline, but hotline. But just being aware and talking through somebody, sometimes it's nothing more. Now, I'm not saying necessarily for the person who's suicidal. Somebody who wants to help but feels helpless of having that sounding board, knowing that you're not alone. We right. can pull through this. Mm-hmm. And every day an accountability partner or a check-in partner until they find the resource mm-hmm. they need. And I think being alone, I mean, the devil wants to isolate us. He wants yeah. us again to feel alone, that we can't share. I'm really hurting today. Yeah. You know, because it's, we're afraid that people are going to run from that. And it's yeah. okay. It's okay mm-hmm. to hurt. Right. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. You know, but it's not okay to continue life without Jesus. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I tell people, I have a, a gentleman living in my basement right now who was on the verge of suicide and I'm trying to walk, walk, walk him through that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, if you don't know what to pray, just say Jesus. Just yes. just call mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus That's because right. at that name, yeah. every enemy has to yeah. flee. And yeah. we've got to learn that it doesn't have to be a lot of words that we speak, mm-hmm. but it's just yeah. that name has power a, and authority. Amen. He is our blessed hope. Right. And, you know, one of the questions that you had asked for this program was about those people who may be watching who have lost children right. to suicide. And I know you've worked with some, Pastor Lee, Cameron. You know, we've all known people who have lost a child or a spouse. And, and uh, Isaac, you said you'd had several friends. My, that, several friends and yeah. my, my daughter's father-in-law. Yeah, and that question comes up because I think we were always taught growing up, you know, you'll go to hell if you mm-hmm. commit suicide. And I was listening to a class with Dr. Mark Rutland, and one thing he said was that one of the worst things we could do as Christians in counseling in a situation like that is to affirm that. Right. Because the truth is, we know in part, yes. we don't right. know what happens to the soul of that person. Mm-hmm. We we can speculate, we can, you know, look at different scriptures, but, you know, we don't know in the end. Right. And so, you know, I, I look at that scripture, First. Corinthians 13, I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, Mm -hmm. nor principalities, nor things present, things to come, and it goes on and on, can separate us from the love of God. If they repented in those last three seconds of still having life. So So much compassion, but I say call in their destiny, think of them in a good light, think of them with life, and speak life, life, life. Amen. Amen. Stay tuned, we'll be right back with The Christian View. We've been talking today about suicide, and I just want you to remember that even though life sits heavy on us sometimes, rest assured that dark place is not going to stay long. Jesus loves you. I want to give you the hotline, 1-800-273-8255. If you're struggling, call that number today. Remember, Jesus loves you. Have a great day. The Christian View is produced by The Christian View Incorporated, a nonprofit organization. To make a donation or to learn more about our radio and television outreach, please visit thechristianview.tv. That's thechristianview.tv.